Hi there. Hello. My name is Dylan. I'm Zach. This is Zach. We are some nobodies and you are watching Talking Upstream. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah. Talking Upstream is a 90 minute writer's room in which case, in which case, case. Well, in this case. Zach and I, we are cases. <laughs> we will bring two ideas to the table at the start. We will put them up on the whiteboard, discuss which one we want to focus on, and across the span of the next 90 minutes we are going to develop it from an idea into something that we can pitch to people. or produce ourselves if we have the resources for it. Yeah. What would you say is a is a really good reason that we're doing this show? Uh because we want to be hired to make content professionally. Well, we, we definitely well yeah, we definitely want that. But we also kind of want to show people oh, like sure. <laughs> <laughs> outside of Quibi giving Dylan some money for us to do some stuff, we also wanted to show people kind of our process of how we take a very weird idea and then turn it down into something. Maybe this can help you work into something or get an idea down into a podcast, which is what we've been mostly working on. Yeah. But either way, what we do is this is pretty much like our weekly meeting where we sit down and we bring ideas together and like Dylan said, we work out one all the way through. Uh, but first and foremost, we just want to say a quick thank you to IBM.TV for having us on. Obviously, we appreciate that. Mm -hmm. and love all of your feedback all the time. Um, How you doing, Zach? I'm great. Yeah? Yeah, I'm all great. Right. All right. How are you? I'm hungry. Hungry? I'm okay. hungry for success. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on one today. I feel good. Yeah. yeah. Do you think success tastes like chicken? <sighs> it tastes like whatever you want it to taste like. Well, yeah, I guess Not you. You. Oh, y'all. Y'all. Undetermined y'all. Undetermined uh, second person plural. Well, this is our seventh episode of Talking Up. This is our know. eighth episode? This is our eighth episode. This is our eighth episode yeah. of Talking Up Stream. That's cool. Can you believe that? I, Look at us. I, I didn't, obviously. I thought it was the seventh. So yeah. now I'm in awe. That's cool. Uh, so generally for the first part of every episode of Talking Up Stream, we like to start off with a reading because... Ideally, as I said, mm -hmm. at the end of every episode, we have something that we can develop extensively into something more. Whether it is a full summary of a show, whether it's a roadmap, we want that to be something that we can work on during the week. So during the week, I will take one scene from the project we discussed last week. In this case, it is, we wound up calling it Appeal. Yep. It is in which a young man invents a set of glasses which tells him what he needs, and he misinterprets them to disastrous effect. And so I went ahead and wrote out a scene, really short, simple one, just to highlight what can come from each week we do this. Yeah. Yeah. I was a big fan of this story. Yeah. Like the idea of like tech mis you know, being misinterpreted yeah. or a person thinking they're smarter than tech. I was, I was really yeah. in capture by that. I so um, this scene, this is going to be the opening of the show, and we had discussed it potentially being a puppet show, um, <laughs> because as you can see here, we yep. have prior very very low and prior knowledge of how to make puppets at least that's true and this is our mascot gill yes um he represents everything we hope to become but uh so this is the opening scene of appeal in which mark a young inventor is pitching his uplink glasses yeah they're, they're, they're predictive glasses that are supposed to tell you what you need and help give you the quickest route to that catharsis. Yeah, some kind of biometric yeah. system. 
So I'm going to be reading the set directions and for executives one, two, and four. And Yvette, I think. Sure, it's text here. And then, Zach, if you would read for Mark and oh, Exec will. three. Exec three and Mark, perfect. All right. So here we go. And this is called Appeal. Scene one. By Dylan Terry. Fade in. Interior, boardroom, day. Mark, 20s, stands in front of a group of executives around a long table. He is dressed in a poorly fitted suit and flips through his notes nervously. It's obvious he already knows them front to back. Behind him is an easel with poster boards on them. The first one says Appeal and shows a set of glasses with a heart over one lens. A matching pair of physical glasses sits on the table in front of him, though it sports wires and a large processing unit. A computer monitor is nearby. It shows the point of view of the glasses. All right, Mr. Rogers, feel free to start whenever you are ready. <coughs> right, okay, okay. So, in today's world, it can be difficult sometimes to know just what you need or even what you want. Who here has ever had trouble figuring out what you'll, uh, what'll scratch that itch? Executive 2 raises his hand. The rest sit motionless. Right, yeah, okay. So, if there was a way to know exactly what you wanted at any time, a way for something to tell you... To, I'm sorry. A way for something to tell your brain, hey, you're not only hungry, you're hungry for beef wellington. And then it retrieves that exact instructions for you. Like a Google search. Well, no, not really. No, not really, I guess. More like, what if you were driving down the street and needed to highlight the most efficient parking spot for where you were heading? The execs are unimpressed. It's clear few of them, if any, drive themselves anywhere. I... Suppose I could use my phone and do a quick map search. So I'm confused. Are you pitching a search engine? <sighs> okay, uh, I... No, sir, this is much more than a search engine. There's a way to search reality. Here... Mark puts on the glasses and the processing unit whirs to life. Alright, here's an example. Mark turns to the poster board and removes the appeal sign to reveal a blank poster board beneath. We see the point of view of the glasses on the monitor. He picks up a black marker. So... This is my attempt to draw a perfect circle. Mark draws a passable, but cl clearly not perfect circle. But, when I, turn the, when I turn on the unit and input the correct command, appeal, perfect circle, diameter, six inches. Sorry, I lost my place. Mark waits a moment, then quickly draws a perfect circle on the poster board. You can't see it, but the schematics w was projected onto the paper by the glass. In this way... So, what you're pitching is a heads-up display with user input. I think Archimedes had something like this in the works for some time. Hasn't Plexel had this on the market since 22? I thought you were one also. Oh, what else can your glasses do, Mr. Rogers? I admit, that might not be the most thrilling display, but appeal is far more than just a set of virtual glasses. It can also anticipate your needs and highlight the most efficient way to fulfill them. Mark fiddles with the glasses briefly. Appeal. I'm thirsty. I would prefer something besides water. Non-alcoholic as well. Mark yawns. The execs do not react. He goes back to reading the glasses. The point of view of the glasses shows a scroll-down menu listing sources of beverages, distances, and relevance, with coffee at the top and the text about 19 feet slash 75% relevant. Okay, Appeal. Highlight the best route to the coffee machine. Alright, it looks like I passed the coffee machine down the hall to the right. As Mark looks around, we see the green arrow highlighted on the floor leading out the door and down the hall. The execs mutter quietly to themselves. Executive One is not impressed. I fail to see what your product is exactly. We've had a similar concept in development and are entering the final stages of testing. 
What would yours bring to the table which is missing from any other augmented reality headsets? Mark pauses. Well, sir, the predictive modeling is quite sophisticated. And as you can see, there are a lot of predictive machine learning going on here, which makes it far more user-friendly than many other models. Voice activation seems very 90s and not in the retro manner of speaking. Why not integrate a keyboard, perhaps in a wrist lanyard? The Archimedes model includes a set of touch-type rings. It's actually very intuitive. The newest Oversight model has gesture-controlled searches so you can pre-code the unit. Gentlemen, please. All these products you're listing are basic syntax-reliant search engines hooked up to a fancy visor. What Appeal does is predict what you want and gives you the best path to it. You say predictive, and yet you have to input every query vocally. It never pulled up any results without your prompting. Well, yes, but this display model is not fully integrated with the neural interface. There have been some minor hiccups on that front. Mr. Gentry, why are you wasting our time with this pitch? You promised a complete product showcase. I apologize, Mr. Whitmore. I was expecting more myself. Now, hold on just a second. Whereas your other examples were put into production by huge multi-layered tech companies, I have produced appeal completely independently. And if I can develop this sort of product with minimal resources, imagine what I can do with your assistance. I think I've heard enough. I'm not interested in funding someone's bedroom science fair project. Wait! The execs stand up in unison and straighten their razor-sharp suits. Mr. Rogers, please collect your things. Security will escort you to the door. A burly security guard appears at the boardroom door. Mark decides it is probably best to go with him. Exterior, office building day. Mark stands on the sidewalk, the props for his presentation in a large cardboard box. He looks up at the office building with anger in his eyes. Bastards. His phone buzzes and he looks down when he sees the text. Are you coming by to get your stuff? Mark looks around as if seeking an escape route. Can it wait a day? It's all going to altruism tomorrow morning. Mark stamps his foot in anger. <laughs> Fine. I'll be by in an hour. Mark rubs at his eyes. Is anyone else going to be there? Mark waits longer than he likes. Devin's going to be here for dinner soon. God damn it. Cool. I'll come by soon. Mark puts his phone away and angrily picks up the box of things. He looks down at the headset with resentment and sets off down the sidewalk. Fade out. Oof. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like, a, I like that tech-heavy boardroom thing. Yeah. A little, little bit of intro on what, what he wants the glasses to do versus what he can do, so it gives him an excuse to chip it later. Yeah. Introduces Yvette and her thing and how angry he is at her and that no, sort of I thing. I like that. Yeah. You have a straight-up disdain for... Uh, boardrooms. I see a lot of you in your writing, you just do not like execs. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, IBM TV. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's right. get on with today's show. Yeah. <clears throat> so last week, like we said, uh, we brought up the idea of appeal, which was a person who misinterprets tech that they've invented. Uh, the one that did not win, though, was... Body swap crimes. Yeah. How we wrote it down. Like forced body swap crimes. So that one's going to go back up on the board because we Obviously didn't go through that yet, so let me write that down. We like to chain the failed ideas because it is important sometimes as a creative to get it outside of your comfort zone. If an idea does not work one week, it doesn't mean that something won't happen during the week that makes it potentially doable. 
next time. Yeah, that's true. And if you read any books by people that are successful in writing, what they'll tell you is write everything down, write everything down, write everything down. There is a good idea. If you thought of it to begin with, most likely it's a good idea to you. You just need some time to work on it or mm -hmm. think about it. You gotta let it percolate. Which is why we kind of give ourselves like an extra week or an extra two weeks with an idea that came up. And the idea of a forced body swap, especially uh, in, in criminal terms, is very yeah. interesting. I don't think I've seen that at least not I used very often. I can't think of anything I've seen that in very similar. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? Um, so that is mine, because I introduced that last week. Yeah. What did you bring to compete against that? Well, that's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me think on it. Okay. Uh, what I had... Let me start. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, because I had a very good idea, and I can't remember why... The, oh, I do remember. Sorry. Okay, so a while ago, I uh, pitched a couple things to Dylan, and it turns out that he and I have one thing in common other than the fact that we like to make up stories, and it is that we're both ordained ministers. So, <laughs> yeah, we, we are ordained. We actually can legally yeah. marry people, uh, especially in the state of Colorado currently, but anywhere. Um, and that kind of gave me an idea for a reality show. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking that since, you know, we do a dozen podcasts now no. and let's say that none of those podcasts take off and we start a reality show okay. so I had the idea of a fake reality show where because our sh our podcasts weren't doing well and talking upstream does not get picked up unfortunately that we would start becoming wedding people okay but because we're both not religious we would do a, a, a non-religious style yeah. wedding so yeah. I'm thinking roast weddings so the idea is that we don't get we're not successful in our podcast so we decide to become the first wedding roasters. Yeah. So okay. instead of any kind of actual preacher, we would trash your uh, we would make How fun much of, of this is projection? You could have just come to me, you didn't have to bring this onto the show. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I for an idea for an next idea, we haven't gone down the idea of a reality show yet, so I'm going to pitch uh, Dylan and I on a reality show uh, about like a comedy okay. center roast yeah, wedding. Yeah. So roast weddings. So it's the two of us as fail as stalled. I'm gonna say stalled podcasters, not failed. We are stalled podcasters who are trying to shift over into doing comedic roast wedding, like roast like Comedy Central roast. Yeah, exactly. So we're trying to become famous, and our, the next way that we can do it is uh, okay. like a viral thing, which okay. is roast weddings. Right? I've never heard. I've never heard of roast weddings before you started talking about them. Well, I've done one accidentally. So I, I became an ordained minister <laughs> yeah. to marry my friends. Uh, I'm not going to name them, whatever. Uh, but I didn't know what to do for the service. So and I'm a movie guy. Yeah. So I like read a bunch of movie quotes down. And it just wasn't very good. And I just got so fed up. And I hated two of the people that were in the service that I was like, I'm just going to trash these people for half an hour. And that's huh. my thought. And I wrote these jokes. I'm like, this is a really good joke. So when I got up there, because I just have no reference with religion sure. I went at everybody in the audience because we were all drinking we were having a good time yeah. and it was the perfect thing and it worked out great Okay, and it was very cool I had a very okay. good time so I was thinking that it, like at first I'm like well, that's a cool business but now I think it's a very interesting possibly reality yeah. show okay. pseudo television show or maybe just a really good business we'll add it to the website <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that was literally the first thing on the website I know <laughs> somenobodies.com uh, okay, so the two that we're going to work on, well, the two that we're going to choose between, we have a forced body swap, and then we have roast weddings. And I guess uh, you get to pick this time. I get to pick, pick this time? time? Yeah. I don't know that I'm ready to write about myself in an exaggerated drama, oh, or dramatized okay. tone yet. Yeah. I want to I get into the headspace where I can 
accurately pick apart all of my character flaws and exhibit them for the people at home. All right, so we're going. Let's go. Let's go body swap. If I can be so bold as to choose my own idea, I love it. It was cool. A, no, it's a great idea. All right, force body swap. Um, this was your idea. Yeah. So what did you have in mind? What, so. Uh, I, I haven't expanded on it much beyond last week, yep. um, except just potential vignettes that we could do, mm-hmm. where it is a criminal organization who... Do I acknowledge that? Sure. Hello. Hello. Suzanne's home. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Suzanne is one of our fellow some yes. bodies. Lovely. She was out on an audition earlier. I nailed it. Yes. She nailed it. Good job. Um, All right. Bye, Bye. So this was a body swap crimes, mm-hmm. where it is a shadowy cabal organization, which swaps their agents into unassuming or unsuspecting victims' bodies. They mm. commit crimes like stealing stuff, killing people, mm-hmm. uh, littering, and then they swap out of the body so that the entire in- entirety of the blame goes on the person they swapped into. Oh, cool! And that person would actually have no reason to be. Like apprehensive because it's not them, it's not their fingerprints, so they could. Yep. Do, ew, gross. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's a it's a crime syndicate. Yeah, it's okay. a, it's a shadowy organization. I don't have anything beyond that. I love that. Um, okay, so storytelling techniques. You obviously have a world that you're going to put your people into. You have to have people that go into that world. Mm-hmm. You usually have to have a window into that world so that you're explaining what's going on and what the rules are without seeming. Contrary to normal yeah. conversation, you never really come across two people saying, "Well, here's what we normally do in regular day." That just doesn't happen, which is why a lot of writers will create the window character, mm-hmm. and then we also have to build some sort of a timeline. So that's what we're going to go down in the next about an hour. I had two possible ways this could go. Mm-hmm. One, it follows an agent for the organization as they are committing crimes, and then might do the the turn where they realize that what they've been doing is bad or something, and they go against it. No, like that. Or, <laughs> it follows a detective as they're detecting? Well, yeah. Investigating. Okay. <laughs> so an investigator. Detectifying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like a they Pikachu. Are, yes. Yeah. They are attempting to figure out why all of these crimes have been committed by people who have no oh, memory of doing it. Okay. And seem to all be suffering under the same psychosis. Yeah. Or I like we just straight up do it from the victim's point of view where they wake up in a body and they're told to do something. Well, that's obviously the most intriguing or the fastest. Sure. Uh, uh, and kind of fits our style. Yeah. But I do like the second one too, like the noir. That yeah. almost feels like a, like a crime noir kind of yeah. feel. Because like they're looking for what they think would be paranormal, but is actually scientific. It could be. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. They're like, oh, what's happening? I'm losing my memory. Right. Like, you're not. Um. Okay. So. Well, let's start with the last one. Where it's just a it's straight just up waking up because that seems terrifying. Someone to wakes me. up in a body that's not theirs. Imagine if you woke up in a body that just was not yours. They have like a note or something that's like, "Hey, go kill this guy and you'll get your body back." Sure, but just the idea of like being in a body that you cannot control yeah. normally, you don't know how the eyes normally work, you don't yeah. know how the vocal cords work. That that to me is scary. So yeah. I, I, let's start. Let's start there. Okay. I think that's really cool. Cool. So MC one. What's that? MC one. MC one. Just how we're notating them, I guess. Yeah, our main character. One. Yeah. So this is just a person. I think they're 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 yeah. There's some nobody. <laughs> so 
still move by Zuckerberg. Oh man, look at that. Uh, okay, so uh, Call they, it vertical integration. They don't need to be anything specific. Right? I don't think so because they're in and out of bodies. I think it's best to have them be the everybody. Now, main character one. This is not the body that we're going to see. No, but it's the person that's inside that. body. In the events, yes, their identity gets put into. And I, I, I say as far as body swap mechanics. I say this is a straight mental transfer. Okay. Freaky Friday style. Sure. Nothing particularly weird about it. It is straight. They wake up in a body that's not theirs. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah, let's not get too scientific nah. with it and how do you control muscles now. I don't think the mechanics of it are terribly important for what All right. I'm seeing this as. So So they wake up in a they wake up in a body that's not theirs or somehow they become Oh yeah, and then I guess MC two could be the second person. Well, there's the body that they're yeah. in, yeah. which the one you're going to see most. Sure. The brain that's in the body, which is yeah. number one. And then, uh, yeah, so that's where we're at so far. So it's a shadow organization that's doing this to people. That's pretty interesting. And they're obviously doing it to commit crimes. So that means that we're going to need some sort of victim. Mark recommends that we could mix the two shows where the person gets swapped into who, the, where the people who are getting married get accidentally swapped. And I like that idea, but that is dramatically different from what I had envisioned. That could be... Well, if... Okay, so if, if we're looking at the first one as the first person mm -hmm. <clears throat> waking up in a different body, blah, blah, and it's like almost a horror... Yeah. Then the second one would be the detective thing. Yeah. <clears throat> which would make the third one like that kind of... Yeah. Which would be more of okay. a... Almost a comedy kind of? Madcap comedy. Screwball comedy. Screwball comedies. They gotta come back soon. Mm, do they? Yeah, they have to. Okay. 80s comedies got to come back in the right way. Oh, in the right way. The okay. problem with 80s comedies is that they kind of forgot that are, women were human. They are problematic. Yeah, women are just their plot devices or just in the way. Yeah. Or they're about to get married. That's it. Yeah. It's stupid. Um, but anyway, back to this. So we have our main character one, which is kind of the brain. Yeah. We have a main character two, which is kind of the body. Yeah. And then we're going to do our, we don't know a victim yet, but we have to have one. There, there is someone this is perpetrated against. Okay. Now... What we usually do in here is try to understand the timeline of the story we're trying to tell. That gives us a good idea of the, uh, what, like the style, the, the, the media it, technique it, we're going to use. It's a good framework on which to build the rest. Right. And yeah. how do you see this so far? Because it's a body swap, it obviously can't be audio. No, it needs to be visible. Right. Um, I mean, so we've. it seems like we've, we're kind of setting ourselves up to do like a three-pronged story thing. Yeah. So either for length a feature or just a bunch of shorts well i like the detective one being more of a feature because that seems real like deep and he's got to do yeah they gotta do some work i can think of a lot of really fun scenarios yeah i like that a lot but i think that for this first one it should be a short yeah because i i think the idea of somebody waking up in a random body is terrifying yeah so i'd like to hang out with them for a little bit instead of veer off mark also asks what if it's a different gender body which that, that there's a lot to dig into. That brings there. up a lot of weird that, things. That puts a lot more weight on it. As far as yeah, we got a new follower. I don't know what yes. is that. What's that ding? No, it's Twitter. Oh yeah. All right. Um, I like. I mean, I like the idea, and it lets you address a lot of things, particularly yeah. with the current social stuff going on. But 
it's a lot. That's a lot to get into. That's true. On, in in an improv fashion that we're doing right now. That definitely seems like if we wanted to spend some time on that as a comedy thing, that could be a really it is good. Is definitely therapy. something we can address at a certain point. Yeah, because body swaps. I mean, at some point you're gonna have to gender swap. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just such a weird topic for me to. It. I feel like it, to make a joke there. I feel like anymore it would become the main focus of it. Yeah, but that's not what we're trying to do. No. What we're trying to do is get into a, a menacing body swap situation. So I think that I do like that for the third one. A husband oh, and wife yeah. swapping is very interesting. That would yeah. And I do like that idea. We would just need a little more time than ninety minutes to, to get that down. Yeah. Um, but for this one, I, I like this being kind of a short yeah like a quick thing about this person having to deal with something. So what do you think they're making this person do? Now so my without, my first thoughts. Steal something and drop it somewhere. Uh, plant something on someone. Yeah. Kill someone. Yeah, I was thinking steal a car. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kind of going through crimes where I know, but think about it in a way where if you woke up mm -hmm. in a different body mm -hmm. and then you had the thing of like go steal a car. Yeah, that's a crime. I don't think it's that far fetched. No. Now. Putting you in a situation of something you would never do, such as murder. Videotaping a blockbuster while it's still in theaters. Ugh, I miss blockbusters. a movie. <laughs> Cutting tags off mattresses. Uh, I think that we yeah. should maybe go with a murder. I I'm think, cool with that. I think having somebody have to deal with that uh, is, is terrifying. Go with a murder. I'm cool with that. You heard it here first. Cla classic Dylanism. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so we're going to say that main character one... Wait, is the beginning of this, like, them waking up? Are we going to fall for that? We could. Yeah. I feel like they're... I feel like... I think you need to set the scene up a little bit first somehow. If we're doing body swapping... I feel like we need to see the main character in their original body first. Yeah, you would need to see an original body. That way it's... it's. Well, I mean, they're... So... The one thing that Dylan and I kind of run into a lot when writing slash trying to produce things or make things is falling into the normal tropes that writers do. A lot of tropes, and Dylan and I had a conversation about this earlier, a lot of tropes are usable. You can use tropes. That's totally fine. The problem that people have is that they use tropes instead of lazy writing. Uh, lazy writing is something we're trying to stay away from, which is just saying, you got to take a look at this so that there's a reveal <laughs> later on. That was the one that you I should see this. Wrote. Yeah, you, you should see this. Uh, there's a we got a problem. Yeah. There's a lot of really <laughs> dumb tropes out there that some writers do to kind of hide some stuff or to just push the plot in a certain direction. Mm -hmm. So one of the ones where that we're trying <coughs> to stay away from here is where the character wakes up in uh, a, a frantic, and that's where the story starts. It is a trope that is used. It's not one that's really overused, but... It's not... It doesn't. D Dylan did learn something about this in school, though. Yeah, so one of the things that my writing professors in undergraduate used to talk about was the easy open. A lot of stories, you have to introduce the character, uh, the audience to the world. You have to introduce the them to the people. And how, do, how does everybody generally start their day? They wake up. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that your first instinct would be to start a story with someone waking up. Yeah. The issue with that is that it is your first instinct. And that's not necessarily the best way to go about it. That's true. Although it can be done. I think that in this situation, it's it's a very clever thing to do because it hasn't been done before. Waking up in a different body, I think. So let let's just start with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Because I could be I don't, have, I don't have an issue with it, but yeah. if we come up with something better, yeah. or if we have a way to. 
get them to know the character better first. Yes, yeah, I agree. Because you do got to make some character like establishing shots. All right, so this is a wake up here. Yeah. Even though it doesn't really read like it yet. Okay, so we're gonna have the character wake up, and it's gonna probably wake up in a fairly terrified, horrific state. Mark is bringing up Metamorphosis from Kafka. Whoa. <laughs> Which is, a, I think, a little more extreme deep. than what we're thinking. Yeah. Where you wake up, he found himself transformed into a giant, I think it's, I think the wording is giant pest. Which oh. is effectively a cockroach. He wakes up in the body of a giant cockroach, and his family slowly stops taking care of him until he is dead. Okay. It's it's awful. That's it's great. That it's sounds a great, great. Yeah, it's a great novella, but it is unsettling and just just depressing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I got to look into that. Yeah. Um, I think for me the scariest thing about this is I'm a large person. I'm six three. I'm a big person. You do they say that a lot? I do. <laughs> well, especially you. Uh, Dylan is smaller, which is why yeah. he's sitting down. Yes. Um, but the idea of me getting into a body that I don't know how to use that is smaller than mine mm -hmm. and uh, could have ailments. Mm -hmm. Like, all that stuff is crazy. So I think that we should... i got to wake up as this giant, lumbering, huge person. Yeah. Well, I fit places here. That's me every day. People don't stare at me in public. <laughs> okay, it's not that bad. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that big. Um, I'm not... I, I, I'm monstrous. Now. Yeah. But I think, like, almost an internal struggle that this person <laughs> has to deal with, knowing that they're not them, yeah. but having to do something that is also not them. Yeah. That's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good... I like that. That's a, so, that's a really good uh, equivalent. Yeah. Equivalent. So let's hang out there for a sec. Okay. So let's just say that this is a short film, and I think that a really cool way of... One way that Dylan and I have tried to create universes, or at least worlds is to have an idea of like a feature film and then to kind of put together like a short film that tells a story within that that is good enough to get the ball rolling in there. Yeah. And I think that this is a very cool, like the idea of like a crime shadow syndicate that is body swapping for, that seems very interesting. There's, there's and a lot to tell. something we could spend tell. a lot of time with. Um, but I, I really feel that an idea of a, of a short film that goes through the horror of a person going through that is, is cool. Sorry, Mark is blowing up the ch What if a six-foot person woke up as a little person in a wheelchair? Love it. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. I do like the idea of like being a bigger person that wakes up yeah. in a smaller body or a smaller... It makes, it makes sense that they would swap someone into a bigger body to commit like a murder. Yeah, and it has to be fairly able to get there. Yeah. So we'll say that it is a... What, a, a small person normally? Uh, average stature, nothing special. I say we go kind of just basic on whoever they are. Alright, so a basic human. Yeah. So pumpkin spice and Uggs. Sure. Okay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. So we're going to say this is someone that is a... Uh, uh, just not, what, uh, what's, a base, what's a base name? What? Matt. Matt? Alright, so Matt. No offense. You're not, you're not watching. I'm not Matt. I'm saying I'm speaking to the hypothetical Matts in the audience. All right, so Any Matt, of the ones we know. Matt is let's just say he's like a five foot. Uh, ten. We, went, we did Mark last week. Let's not do another M name. Okay, how about Kevin? Kevin works. All right, so Kevin. What Kev? All right, Kevin is five foot ten. The bond he's going to be into is like a six foot four. Ooh. So I think that's really cool because then like clothes won't fit. 
His clothes, if he wakes up in his own apartment yeah. or place, his clothing won't fit. His own stuff doesn't work. He's going to misjudge how many steps he needs to take to get somewhere. Like, yeah. there's a distance between his Longer bedroom and his strides, bathroom. Slamming his he's, head on He stuff. walks into a wall because yeah. he doesn't. he's not used to being carried so quick. There's some physical, not comedy, yeah. but yeah. Some, very, some very physical ways we can portray this. All right, so we're going to wake up in a bit of a fright because now <laughs> Kevin is in a... Larger body. Yeah, well, I, don't, I just say we don't waste time on him discovering what's happened. He no. looks at his ID. Yeah, because like if he wakes up with this, unless he gets further information of what's going on, he's probably going to call like the cops or something. So let's just say he wakes up with either a note or uh, what a text. Text. Um, the kind of the only thing I see about text is that we would have. I don't know that we would need need to answer it, but traceable. Well, traceable, yes. But the one thing I was also thinking about is like the biometrics of a phone. You can't unlock someone oh, else's yeah. phone. But I guess if you have He wouldn't pass, be able to face face code it. Yeah, or, or whatever. Thumbprint. No, yeah. yeah. He could just he, he'd have to type in the code. He would know a number, so he'd yeah. probably just throw that in there just <laughs> yeah, like a, a thing. That's fun. Um So that's cool. So he gets a quick message. Yeah. So it's gotta be pretty pretty soon to the beginning. I think, I think really quick. I think yeah. I think after he discovers it, yeah. he so wakes up at like you know, relatively well, I don't know, sometime in the morning. Yeah, the morning. And he does he hit his alarm, or does he just try to get out of bed and he, like, f falls forward over his well, dresser? He wakes up by this message. He wakes like, up with a message? Let's say it's a text okay. message. He can't unlock it with his thumb. Yeah. He tries to get up, and then he falls he down. He reaches over for his phone, and he hits it with, like, his wrist. Yeah. Because his arm's longer. I love that. Um, and then he sees in the phone reflection, he or he catches a glimpse of something weird in the phone reflection, and he drops his phone, goes to the bathroom, or wherever a mirror is. Sure. Looks in the mirror. He's just like... Yeah. What? Goes to get his ID. His ID is his old picture because mm -hmm. this is not a reality changing thing. Right. This is a pure physical body swap. Yeah. Uh, he looks at the phone message and it says, Sup, nerd? <laughs> Sup, jerk? Uh, no, it's, it's very clear. It's very quick. Yeah. You have timeline to do. You have one hour to kill this person. It sends him a picture and an address. You have one hour. That's, that's the time clock, cool. Sends him a picture and an address. So one hour, two... Uh, we're going to do RIP again. A ghost? No. Oh. It's a tombstone. Oh, okay. You know I like tombstones. Yeah, I do. It's a All tent. Right. With a rid on no, it. No, you have to be attentive. Rip. Okay, uh, so he gets a message pretty early that says you have one hour to hunt this person down. He has an address and a picture. Yeah. How do you think that's enough to get? I don't know that that's enough. That's not enough to get him to actually do it. I think he's going to argue. I think he's going to be like, "Who did you do this to me?" Or or, or, or you then, don't get your body back. They could also be. And he's like, "I'm not killing. I'm not. I don't care if this this body's taller. <laughs> True. I'm taller than I used to be. I'll just keep this. What if they're like? They're sending him pictures of his own body. They send him pictures. What if they're like, we're gonna, we're gonna take a, we're gonna take a piece off for every fifteen minutes you're late, and then Ew. we'll put you back. Yuck. And then he's like, Oh so it's no! Almost watching yourself get tortured. Yeah. Ew. And then, and then he knows that he'll be put back in. This is ugh, God. Yeah. I eventually. There's a lot we can go. There's a lot of directions we can go with this entire this setting. Yeah. This is this is all right. Well, let's just say that we're not going to get too much into that. No, we're we're not. Either gonna way, get, we're, we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. Whatever this message is, he goes. Yeah. He's like, you, okay, I have to do this. We're gonna every 15 minutes you're late. We're gonna remove. We're gonna take like a like 
two inches of something. Something a finger off. Finger. They sent him a picture of some some like a cleaver and his him his original body tied to a chair. Yeah. Looking terrified. Past, looking terrified. His I original guess it's somebody, body. I guess it's somebody it would be else the in inhabitant there. of the original of the swap body. Oh yeah. So they just did a temporary swap. Yuck. Yeah. Ew. Um, what do you? Okay, so this is a short film. <clears throat> what do you see as the ending? How dark do we want to go with this? Well, I think this is a short film. A, we want to continue the story. Yeah. So it can't be ended. Right. He doesn't. He doesn't upset the or he doesn't no. reveal the organization. So I say. He, I say he loses. Loses what? The he loses. He, it ends on a negative. See, I was thinking that it might be more interesting to let him succeed and get his body back. Oh, I mean, okay. And then maybe something at the end, like a stinger or something. Yeah. But, um, wait, what do you mean by loses? He he is forced to go through with it. Oh yes, yes, uh, yeah, I agree. He does not come out on on the high ground. After, no, he after has this. to do this, regardless of whether he gets his body back or not. He winds up having to follow through on what yeah. they tell him to do. No, I'm down with that. So let's break this into thirds, just yeah. for, for timing's sake. Uh, if you haven't been watching and you're not familiar with story structure, the three act structure is generally what is considered the standard, and for generally good reason. If you look at things like the original Star Wars trilogy or any of the original Star Wars movies, mm -hmm. you can see that generally the story is split into three rough segments where the first segment acclimatizes you to the world, gets you into the setting, and establishes the stakes. The second is the initial struggle against those stakes, and it generally ends on a low point where the heroes are at their lowest point. Mm -hmm. um, the end of Empire Strikes Back, they have kind of lost... Han has been captured. Luke lost a hand. Oh yeah, Empire's spoilers. Um, spoilers for a forty-five-year-old movie. Oh come on. <laughs> and then the third act is them bouncing back from that and addressing the original conflict, whether they succeed or not. Yeah, some sort of resolution. So generally, there's also like the two-act structure, the four-act structure. That's like circular stuff. We're not going to get too experimental with this. I think this is fine. Yeah. Being just straightforward, as and I think we should pace it. I think it should go fast. Very fast, yeah. Um, it, it's an easy way for us to look at the length of the product that we're trying to work on and how to break that into interesting plots. You know, yeah. if it was a trilogy, you break your own movie down into a trilogy within itself, and yeah. that's how you can kind of do it on. So let's say this is a short film. We're trying to get like a 15, 20 minute. Then we're looking at roughly seven minutes in between. I have an idea for the, for the final, final end. Okay. He kills the guy, gets put back in his body, in the time frame, so it seems like it's going to be a happy ending. He goes to sleep. He wakes up. He is in a different body, but now he's the one in the chair, and he sees the people who are doing this, telling him someone occupies his oh, original body, and they're yeah. like, hey, you got to commit this crime, and then he's the guy in the chair. So he's the torturee now. Yeah. Oh, cool. So it's like a, they just, they just kind of circle. Swap. They chain the body swaps. So chain body swap. And then we get the impression that this goes on this is not over yeah. there's more to it and, and that's real dark that is that's, dark that's grim i would Man, say we gotta we gotta lighten these up we've been getting a lot of Do grim we? stories a little bit i promise next one's gonna be a little bit lighter <clears throat> yeah wait what was it up rose wedding <laughs> rose wedding is up next <laughs> no week. that's funny that's funny. that'll be pretty funny. Be funny i'll bring something comic yeah we'll get something um okay so now we know the ending yeah and we're trying to stick i think you want to think about 20 minutes short film yeah less than that yeah 15 I mean, whatever. I mean, kind of whatever we need. No more than twenty-five. No, let's just say fifteen minutes for right should now. Should be easily easy to digest. 
Yeah, I think this, like you said, it should be very fast-paced and yeah. finish you going. And that gives us five minutes of get to there, get to here, yeah. get to that's, the end. That's pretty good. So I think that's I think that's a really good little <laughs> metric there. Um, do you want to quickly recap what's going on? How about you? I, I gave yep. the intro. Oh, absolutely. Alternate. Okay, so if you haven't been watching, you just tuned in. This is Talking Upstream with some nobodies. My name is Zach. I'm Dylan. <laughs> I thought he was doing all of it. He's always waiting for some kind of prompt. Yeah. And Talking Upstream is a show where Dylan and I and this whiteboard, uh, we kind of show people our method of taking a story from beginning all the way down to a, some sort of finished product or a pitchable product with the hopes of us being bought by Quibi or Peacock or Netflix or anybody that wants more content creators. So we are content creators and this is kind of our process. Yeah. Talking Upstream on IBM TV. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah. All right, just to get caught back up, the, <clears throat> the story that we decided to go with this week is a forced body swap, which has malicious intent. It's going to be committed by a crime syndicate, like a shady organization. And so far, we only have three real characters. We have our main character, which you don't really see because he wakes up in a different body. But we're going to say his name's Kevin. We have the body that you do see, which is larger than Kevin's normal body. And then we have a victim, which we haven't really fleshed out, which I don't think is really that important just yeah. yet. And so far we have Kevin waking up, real, waking up through a text message, realizing that he is in a new body. He doesn't understand how he worked his body, the cell phone's not working, etc., etc. He doesn't look like himself. He is larger. He's bumpy. And he has a text message on his phone that is telling him that he has exactly one hour to go and uh, murder someone. I guess, yeah. yeah. Or they will start Doing, destroying his dest original body and then put him back body. in it. Okay, we I gotta say that's 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 some uh, that's pretty dark. real real weight. I don't think I've I mean I don't think I've seen that before. I don't know that I have off the top of my head at least. I wonder if Mark ask Mark if he knows. Mark, if this sounds familiar, let us know in yeah. the chat. Um, okay, so we decided that this story, based on what we're doing, would probably be best suited for a short film, which we're going to try to do. I think if this works out, well, why not? Yeah, why not? So now we do. We know the opening, right? The opening is a quick wake up. We have a message. Yeah. We have the conversation back and forth. I th do you think that's the first five minutes? I think pretty. I think the first five minutes ends with him realizing he is stuck and has to go through. Has with to do it. this. Where he wakes up, go goes to the bathroom to confront the change, sees the message, uh, has a little bit of an argument back and forth with them, where he goes, "I'm not doing this," and then they go, "Well, okay, but then we'll put you back in your ruined body," and he goes. I got nothing. <laughs> what are you gonna like? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna go to the cops? Yeah. You have no idea how this was set up. Like he's kind. He is. He is. His hand is played. Yeah. Okay. So I think the easiest way to break this down into thirds is he has a decision to make, which he's going to be making at the end of the first five-ish minutes. Yeah. Then I feel like he's got to figure out a way to get to this place, right? Yeah. Um, he might not want to take his car. No. Mostly because his ID is something, and it could be, and he I doesn't would, have... I think... Yeah, he doesn't want to take his car, because when he looks at his ID, he's like, well, this looks nothing like me. If Maybe he doesn't have a car. He might not just have a car. Because, like, he has a driver's license. Because you can't... So? Alright, well, that's If he lives in Colorado, you know why he's got a license. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he can't do rideshare stuff, because he doesn't look like his person. Well, I don't know if he can do that or not. I, I say we just don't confront the possibility of doing a rideshare. Cool. I think if we don't acknowledge it, nobody's going to be like, well, why didn't he hire an Uber? Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. So, he, 
he doesn't take his own vehicle. No. How so? Let's say he has one hour. Let's say that it is like a what, like a twenty minute drive, which yeah. equates itself to a that's like a that's like an hour walk, hour and a half walk. Yeah, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be long enough that he needs to take a car. Yeah, and he does not have a car. Does he try taking the bus? He maybe looks up bus routes. Yeah, but it buses won't. aren't. If you're on a time crunch, it's not yeah. necessarily the best way to do it. So he calls someone. He knows. Well, he can't because his voice is different now. He texts someone. Maybe he, he texts someone he knows. What if he tries to call and they're like, hello? He goes, hey. And they go, who is this? Yeah. Click. Okay, cool. And then he has to text them. He has to text them and be like, hey. Like, hey, can you give my friend a ride? Can you give my friend a ride? <laughs> so, you ever, have you ever gotten a text from a friend who asked for a friend to be given a ride? No. No? Absolutely not. I've been have asked you? to help. I've been asked to help bail someone out of jail. Okay. Cool. It's not the same. No, not even a little bit. Um, let's just say, maybe we should do the rideshare thing. Yeah? Because he would have all the information. He could pay for all the That's stuff. That's true. But if he doesn't look like it, there could be that weird little thing like, are you Kevin? Yeah. You don't look like Kevin. He's like, I put some weight on or something. And but I think that it's weird because when Kevin wakes up, he's not going to be able to wear his regular clothes. Which means he has to wear something that he can find. He has like a tiny bathroom. Because what would you say they're going to leave Kevin's, the body that Kevin's in, what is the crime syndicate going to leave him in? Like Clothing-wise? Clothing-wise. <clears throat> It'll probably be either nothing or... Uh, I think it, it depends on the manner of body swap. Because if we want to do straight, weird, physical replication, he wakes up in his sleepwear and it's too tight. And it could be a sign. So the bad guys stripped Kevin. No. I'm saying they physically translocated each other. I'm saying like this is high level body swapping stuff. No, I think we should. You think that's do, too okay? Yeah, I think we should do the Freaky Friday kind, where like you're just your brains sure. are okay. Swapped. So, well then, why, how would he wake up in his own apartment? Well, they would. So they bring the guy with them. Oh, okay. Because they have him. <clears throat> so they bring him there. Sure. They swap him, leave him in his thing in his bed. Okay. They take their dude to be okay. tortured or whatever. Sure. So that's how that happens. Okay. But whatever they leave Kevin in the new body in, he won't be able to change clothes. Right. Unless he wears like a robe. He wears a, he, or he wears a too short bathrobe and like sweatpants, but they're shorts. They go up to like his ankle. Yeah. Or his calf. They're mid-calf sweatpants. All right. So he's wearing... A little bit of physical comedy there. Yeah. He, look, he looks like uh, a, an undersized Jeff Lebowski. <laughs> I love it. Oh gosh, because I got this weird wizard robe that would be perfect for this. Uh, this is a guy in a robe, by the way. I'm just getting there. Um, so travel, what do you think? I would kind of prefer him call a friend. Because if they know him, that gives him a little bit of like... Back and forth with the friend. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. There's that... And then it gives, them, it gives us the opportunity to have a little bit of awkward conversation because there's not a whole lot of opportunity for dialogue in this right now. True. So it could be like, yeah, where, where you need a ride to. Kevin said you needed to go to 3rd and Main. Yeah. What's out there? Yeah, what do you need? What would he... But would I got... He, I got... Would he have... Um, do you think he would have a weapon in travel? Or would he try to find something there? Or is he going to go just handsy? 
Well, if he's going somewhere he doesn't know, I feel like he would pick something up beforehand. I would think like he a knife. A kitchen knife or something. So then the beginning of this is going to be maybe uh, a, a weapon find, yeah. right? A weapon, not a mon, not a montage. Maybe a montage. Maybe a montage. Well, I'm rating it. All right. He finds something with which to commit the deed. Yeah. Because I'm not someone that could. I don't think that I have it in me to hurt someone. No. But if I had to, what would I use if I looked around my apartment? Now, my place is very weird. I am a hoarder. Of scissors, I guess it's pretty easy. I don't know. Um, all right, so we have a little bit of a weapons montage here. Then we have the travel scene, which is <clears throat> scissors have been done, bro. Haven't you seen Halloween two? No. Don't. Yeah, I hear. I hear bad things. It's not great, but they're scissors. Um, yeah, I think the friend. I think it, you're right. It is funnier to have a friend drive. My buddy needs to drive to an interview. Yeah. And he shows up wearing a bathrobe and sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> and does, he have, does he have, what does he have, scissors? In a pocket? Scissors, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of stuff that it would be in an, in an apartment mm -hmm. that you could conceivably do this with that might not draw too much attention. So maybe, maybe stabbing is out. Maybe he gets like a ceramic cat and he's intends to just like... Because I, th I think that if he, is, if he isn't if he isn't a car friend and he is wearing weird clothes, it would also be funny to have a visible weapon that he would need to answer for. What if he just picks up like what if his doorstop is like a cinder block and he just picks that up and he's sitting in the car with a cinder block on his lap? Oh gosh! And she's and I'm assuming the I don't know I'm, I'm gendering the friend as a female. The friend sure as a female. I don't know. Yeah, she goes. So you got you got an interview. He goes, yeah. What kind of job? Back room. <laughs> yeah, shipping. Shipping. Uh, which is uh, this is gonna be the ride, and it's a female. Mark um, says it sounds original. There is that movie with Denzel Washington called Fallen, where oh, he's we, a serial killer. Oh, that's where John Goodman's in it, right? Where they keep yes. like, it's like they keep swapping forward. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not that's I don't that's not that's not a bad thing. No, that's a really weird, cool movie. I haven't seen it. You should watch that. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to try and find it. Yeah, it's it's one of uh, Goodman's like creepier, cool roles. Okay, but yeah, I like that. Um, okay, so if we have a bit of a weapons montage, then he's got the friend that's in the car. That is not a car. That's a truck now. Okay. And then in this car, there's gonna be just some like just some chitter chatter on yeah. like he has an interview because he's just making up anything to get to yeah. this location. Yeah. But he can't get drop off at a house. No, I. He's like, just you can just drop me off here. Where's here? A gas station. Oh, like I said, oh. He he looks at like his phone or something to get. Yeah. The, they send him an address, so he looks at the address and he goes, "No, here's fine." And she goes, five guys." I, I like to get a burger before my interview. Yeah, I got a carb up. Uh, okay, she good good luck. Yeah, and he just leaves. I I figure he's trying not to leave much of a memory with her. He doesn't want her to be implicated. So let's just say that when this thing happens, we're mm -hmm. at the sixty minute mark, right? Oh yeah, because that's an hour. Yeah, it's a twenty minute drive away. Okay, by the time that he by the time the friend gets there, what time do you think we're at? Left, like probably left a half an hour. 
35. Because, like, for me to call a friend, then come meet before I even call them. Yeah. So let's just say that he's at 35 minutes now. He's 20 minutes away, which yep. means he gets here at 15 minutes left. And he's got to run, right, because he's at yeah. a five guys or a 7-Eleven. So then there's the, the last five minutes is the the run to the house, whoever person this is. They live in a Smurf house currently. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to draw down. Gotta kill Papa Smurf. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta cut the head from the snake. Yeah, that's that's an awful house. I'm very sorry. I don't think they can see it. Good, don't. It's a stupid house. Um, okay, so then we have this, and then it, it is the person the victim? Are they bad? No. So they're just a normal person. Yeah. Or at least we don't know why they want him dead. So they what? This person breaks into the house. Yeah. He or he tries the door and the door's unlocked. Okay. You ever like? You ever come down in the morning and have like someone to sleep on your couch or something? Yes, like, yeah. one time. Yeah. And that is the truth. Yeah, same have, here. Have I told you that story? I don't know. Oh. Have I told you my story? I don't think so. Okay. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, the it was uh, with an ex-girlfriend's brother and he walks out and there was a college kid asleep on the couch because they lived one block away from college campus. It was a yeah. Saturday morning. He goes, hey man, you okay? You need anything? And the kid woke up and was confused because he had walked in the door drunk the night before. Oh, gosh. And was just like, oh, man, where am I? And they're like, you're on so-and-so and so-and-so. And he goes, oh, man. Here's some water. So he got him some water. He had a drink and left. Huh. It was actually, you know, as far as, as far as this kind of event goes, it was pretty fine. Yeah, mine was le way less fine. Yeah. Yeah, I lived uh, close to a halfway house in oh, no. Wilmington, Delaware. Yeah. And I lived with two other roommates. Yeah. And one day... Uh, they both were bakers, so they left at like six in the morning, super early. Okay. And I woke up at like eight thirty, and I w and we lived on a three floor house, and I went down from the third floor where my bedroom was to the second floor, and there was just a man there, and I've never seen this man before, and he's just standing in my house, and I'm scared, and I'm like, can I help you? And he's like, oh no, they uh, they let me in, it's fine. And I was like, who? You have told me the story. Yeah, I was like, who lets you in? He's like, no, the people here before they let me in. Uh, I'll say, hey, you gotta get out of here, man. He's like, let me get my stuff real fast. It was very weird, but it turns out he was just trying to get to the halfway house, which was closed, so oh, no big right. deal. But it is, that is scary. Yeah. So we'll say that roughly he's at the house. He gets to the house. Door's unlocked. Yeah. It's just an unassuming human cooking. I think so, or it's an apartment or something. Right, just, and they're just doing nothing. They're making dinner. Yeah. Making so. a one. Well, it's, at this point, it would probably be like, I'd say, let's say... Early breakfast. early afternoons, like 11, 11 yeah, ish. It's eleven ish. So he's making lunch. He's making an early lunch. Or he's making yeah. making food for the day. Making some food. And he looks up and he goes, "Hello, yeah, are you okay?" And then okay. Kevin, yeah, is has his cinder block or whatever in his hand, and he's dressed like a he's dressed like a crazy person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kind of looks at the guy and looks down, and then he shuts the door behind him, and the target is kind of like. Hey, is everything yeah, all right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe he's chopping veggies, so he actively has a knife in his yeah. hand, so he's ready. Or you know, not ready, but he is at least equipped. He's got something, yeah. yeah. And there could be like a weird scene where Kevin drops a cinder block and sees something else in the house, and yeah. I don't know. There's just something where like a like, harpoon. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, don't don't tempt me. 
Okay, there's a, a thrift shop that is very close to here, and we were looking at props for a different project we're working on, and it turns out that this one thrift shop has two very large harpoons. And we are trying desperately to rewrite a story where this person can use a harpoon for any reason so that I get a, a chance to buy a harpoon. They're not nearly as, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Svelte? They're, they, they're clunky. Oh, yeah. The wooden handles are clunky. I expected them to be just like... No, they're not spears. They're not spears, which no, I thought was interesting. No, they're like this big around. Yeah. They're like, I mean, they're huge. And we can't think of a reason to use harpoons. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that this is the right one either. I don't think this is the right um, one. But there should be like a very weird, almost emotional fight scene that maybe we don't see. Uh, we just kind of hear it. Because I think that Kevin's going to have a hard time with this. Yes. And I don't think that... It shouldn't be brutal to us. It should be emotionally brutal to him. Sure. So I don't think we should see it. It shouldn't be. It. It shouldn't be gruesome. No. No. He's not. A, this isn't. This isn't John Wick or the Born Identity. Right. This is a guy who's never really. I'm assume. I'm gonna say he's never really fought before. Yeah. Who is desperately trying to kill this guy in a time limit or something horrific happens to yeah, him. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um. So what do you think should happen next? Or where are we at? I think he kills him. But okay. I think it's a hard fight. Cool. Because I think he's desperate. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I think he... What, does he text the organization? He's like, hey, I did it. I did it. I did it. And they're like, all right, send a picture. And he does. Then he gets dizzy and passes out. Wakes up in his own body in his, in his bed. This is Kevin. This is not Kevin. Kevin's smaller and has a lot of hair. Okay. And a beard. Sounds like you're already casting this from people we know. Well, I just like the biggest diversity of like look. Oh, sure. You know, if you wake up and you're like, where'd my hair go? Yeah. Nobody, oh, yeah. Oh, nobody yeah. wants to wake up bald. He tries to, he, he goes to flip his, he, goes, he does this a bit. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. yeah. Where's my hair? Cool. Why am I so big? Ugh. No one's going to love me anymore. Yeah. All right, where 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 we got to fill in here? Uh, so he 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 texts him the picture and he swaps back into his body, and then we don't end there because I like the I like that. Yeah, I like your last thing. Um, we need a, do we need a, a scene of him kind of like trying to adjust back to a normal evening because this all happens within the span of like a day, not even. Do we do we show him getting his body back? Show is show how. I don't know yet. Because, like, okay, so when he texts the people back, he's like, hey, I did it. What happens to him then? Does he, he doesn't, like, pass out. Right? He has think to, so. Well, he texts them, and they're just like, cool. It's done. So they can, they can like, remotely <laughs> knock him out? I figure if they have this sort of tech where they can body swap people, they might have the tech to just, maybe they have a chip implanted. Or, like, maybe, maybe in a future one we explore how these people get chosen to do this, and maybe it's, like, they have been they've been activated. Yeah, cool. Okay, so that he just so that's I'm okay with that. Yeah. So he just passes out mm -hmm. and he wakes up and there's maybe like a news report that a person was murdered and yeah. the, the like a double murder. Double murder? Well, cuz like if this man is in this house. Oh, I assume they would swap the original person back into that body. Oh, okay. Just like, yeah, you got you got Yeah, whatever. You got got. You got got. Sorry, Sorry buddy. Sorry. Except we're not cuz we're amoral and shadowy. That's fair. Yeah. We just have to say it. <laughs> it's, okay, so it's, then he, only, it's only polite. 
So after that, then he uh, texts back, and then we get just a straight pass out. Yeah. Hey Ugh. man, wake up. Excuse me. I'm trying. He always acts like we have so many things going on. What? <laughs> I said you always act like we have so many things I going know. on. Okay. Do you have a cool name for this evil syndicate? Does it need one? Not yet. Who would refer to it? Huh? Who would refer to it as its name? Okay, that's fair. Do we have a, a name for the process of the body swap? Trespassing. Trespassing. Because they use the, they, they, they force these people to body swap, and then they use those swapped bodies to commit crimes. Like, like they tre not a literal trespass. I think, I think trespass has four S's. Is it? <laughs> no, it's three S's. Yeah. Only because that that word's been in my mind recently, and I think yeah. it's I think it's evocative. It just reminds me of that one '90s movie with uh, Mario Van Peebles. I haven't seen it. It's called Trespass. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll get him. Is he doing anything now? I think there should be a cooler name. For cooler name? Like like how like what? Sciency? A little sciency, like something that's like that just feels like almost uh, like a like a push to do something or like a like um like a like a jolt. Not or, an imposter. No. Uh, like a jolt? Yeah, like a something that sounds cool. Um, like he goes to... Because I feel like if they're doing this over and over again, they probably have like a name or they refer to it as something. You ever read um, Star's My Destination? No. It's an old sci-fi novel. Uh, it's The Count of Monte Cristo in Space. Oh. It's really cool. Um, but they... It's... Oh, actually, it's not an original idea in that. There's a Stephen King short story called The Jaunt, where people have perfected the ability to teleport between planets. Oh, jaunt. And they are warned that they it's either they should or they shouldn't hold their breath while... Because they go into a machine and it fills up with gas and then they jaunt to Mars. Yeah. And they're like, don't hold your breath or else things will go wrong. And the kid holds their breath. And the jaunt lasts, it's like a split second, like they wake up on Mars, but the kid wakes up and he was awake for like a thousand years. Oh, cool. As it took to go between Earth and Mars, and he goes, it took longer than you thought, Dad, longer than you thought. And yeah. It's like crazy. It's called jaunting. Oh, I like that. And then they take, yeah, we'll send you on a jaunt, and then they take vacations and commit crimes in other people's bodies. So I like that. A jaunt is like a brain-to-brain. -brain. Yeah. B2B. It's like peer-to-peer. -peer. Yeah. It's two brains. Yeah. There's two brains here. Two sheep, but they're hiding inside their wool. No, they're brains. Oh. <laughs> That's an angry one. Angry um, brain. All right, where are we at? Uh, we need to... So, okay, so after he passes out from his jaunt yeah. back into his original, original body, they... What's the transition between him doing that and him getting set into the chair body? You know what I mean? Well, it should maybe we end it the same way we started. He wakes back up again. Yeah, but he's this time he's strapped to this a chair and his body chair, he doesn't yeah. know. And they're having a video chat or something with another person, and it's his original body. Yeah. But very clearly confused. Yeah. It, yeah. And they're having to go murder. But I'm saying, does he pass out directly from the scene of the murder into the actual extra, extra body, or do they no. put him back in his original for a little bit? Yeah, they put him back in his original body, and then I think there should be a little scene where we get to see him as him. Sure. I think that would stabilize the not him part of it. Does he have someone he can talk to about this? 
Yeah, he's got a partner. He's got a partner? Sure. Okay. I think if we put a that's actually a good good question. If we put a partner there, that could add to another couple scenes. At the start. Like, let's just say that him and his partner are having a hard time with something. Okay. And the partner's trying to reach out, and they don't sound like him, which could be like, who is on the phone? Oh, yeah. Talk to me right now. He's like, I can't talk. Trust me. So, similar to... Oh, shoot. I can't... Uh, it was something we had written a while ago. Where there's a conversation at the start, and then the events of the story are unconnected but relevant to that conversation. Yeah, exactly. And then the end of the thing has them kind of revisiting that conversation. What kind of issue can they be facing that is relevant but not literally tied to what they're doing here? <sighs> well, like disassociating okay. so because it's a of partnerships, um, accountability. Yeah, maybe um, it could be. Uh, there could either be like they're trying to get married or uh, family things, or maybe one's getting like a promotion and has to move because of a job. Uh, but something, I think there needs to be a driving force for the partner to, maybe throughout the whole thing, to be constantly calling and texting. Do they cohabitate or is the partner on vacation? Because if he wakes up in a bed in his different body yeah. with his partner in bed. Well, let's say that that's the time that maybe the partner is off. They're on vacation this, or the, something? Well, not a vacation, but like no. a job interview. Oh, uh, okay. You know, oh, yeah. That way it's like far. Like they're out, they're out in the day. They're yeah. out for the day. They're out for a couple of days, yeah. And because Kevin now is not being as communicative, yeah. partner is constantly, and you can just have that constant, like, oh my god, oh my god, you know, because he's he has to deal with his life while also dealing with this wildness. Yeah. What if? Hmm. What are you thinking? I'm trying to think of how we can tie everything together. What do you mean? And as far as that conversation bookend is. So, do you think there needs to be a scene in the beginning where Kevin in his normal body starts? I think he expresses some sort of discontent or unease. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then he calls his partner at the end and he has gone through this and he's like, I just wanted to hear you. I just wanted to let you know. Care about you. Uh... That sort of thing. Or yeah. something like that, maybe? So, okay, I don't so know if that, that's too much. No, that means that Kevin needs to be the bad guy in whatever conversation the partner's having. At the start, yes. Yeah, so that way he can be like, you know what, it's so not important. I almost kind of murdered a person. Let's do this. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> well, I mean, technically, sure. that's what it was. Like, yeah. Maybe maybe if, it, if we do the route of... It's like a job transfer thing. Maybe Kevin is against it because of whatever reasons. Yeah, okay. That's not bad. What were you thinking? You I was thinking that he, he, his uh, catalyst for why he's kind of able to dismiss it so easily is because mm -hmm. he, gets, he's, he, looks up, he looks up on the news and he sees that the original bot, the body he used to commit it has been arrested as a suspect at the scene. Oh, okay. And he goes, I got away with this. Yeah. I'm not hurt. They didn't hurt me. I guess... Okay. I guess I can put this behind... And then, of course, he has a conversation with his partner, and then yeah. he wakes up in the He's body... Like, you know what? Tomorrow, I'm actually going to get the first flight out. I'll see you tomorrow. And then he wakes up in a different body, strapped down, horrified, cut to black. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, what is this? Yeah. And then we pick up with the second one, which is our noir. And it's our detective one. 
All right, let's see. Where are we at here? We got about 23 minutes. All right, um, so uh. we still got to work out these characters and the scene that we're going to work on. Yeah. Detective. Um, if for some reason you're just tuning in right now, A, thank you very much. B, we are some nobodies, and the show you're watching is called Talking Upstream. And it's a show that IBM.TV lets us put on here because we like to tell stories. And what you're seeing is just a quick little thing of how me and Dylan, uh, we work together and we kind of take an idea and we work it all the way down to a pitchable or producible product. And the one we're seeing today is what we worked down on a forced body swap, um, which is a crime by a shadowy syndicate corporation. And we're kind of working out the details of that. Um, but we just want to say thanks for watching. That's yeah. really cool. Thank you. Um, okay, what scene so far would you say makes uh, the, the, the most interesting sense? Because the beginning scene is really terrifying. Yeah. But I don't know if script-wise... There's not a lot to it. There's not a lot to it. This, I mean, this scene sounds awful. But again, that's mostly action. But it's mostly action. I think the car ride with I the think, friend. I think, I think <laughs> there's, right. a little, there's some There's some good comedic bits you could work in there, some stuff like that. Yep. Um, and honestly, if this thing is supposed to be 15 minutes long, I could probably write most of it. You can get the whole second, the middle scene. Probably most of the entire thing. Oh, true. There's not much, I mean, there's not a whole lot. Yeah. Like there's not really complex. Action, 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 right. Okay, so we know that we have roughly five characters. We have yeah. Kevin, who's our main character. Uh, we never really meet main character two because it's just a body. Yeah. But we have to probably have a name, but that doesn't really matter. Uh, we do have a victim, which, once again, doesn't really matter no. who they are just yet. <laughs> Although we will have to have a name. Well, maybe not. Just a picture and address. Yeah. We have a friend who gives them the ride, which has the mm -hmm. big montage. And this is a female friend. Um, do you have a name for this? Just because you're going to be scripting this out. Cassie. Cassie. I was thinking Carol. Oh, all right. But let's do Cassie. We have Kevin and Cassie. And then Kevin's partner's name is... Like a, uh, how about like a like a Pete? Yeah. Or a Pete works. Sure. Peter. Peter. We haven't used Peter on the show, have we? No. It's my dad's name. Really? That's, that's fine. Yeah. All right. Cool. So we got Peter the partner. Hmm. Yuck. <laughs> Alliteration uh, is not necessarily a bad. Peter, thing. Kevin, and Cassie. All right. So this script is going to be between Cassie. And then Bizarro Kevin. Yeah. Kevin with like the exclamation point before it. I think that's what you use in math to indicate not. Oh, something. really? All right. So that's going to be a conversation between Cassie and Kevin. And this is going to be a, uh, so you're a friend of Kevin's. Uh, what are you doing? Why do you wear that? Why do you yeah. have a cinder block? So you're going, going on an interview? Yeah. How do you know? How do you know Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> and you okay? An interview in this bathrobe. What kind of job you going for? Oh, okay. Interesting wardrobe. Stocking shelves. Okay. What like a thrift store? What do you, What do you do again? <laughs> Just really, real yeah. awkward. How do you know Kevin? Oh, you know Peter? Okay. Um, all right. What else? What else is left? Hmm. This is a this is a kind of time. Do you do you want to talk about the? We can talk about expanding it in a future project. Yeah, because I do like the idea. Now, 
for some reason I see this as almost like a black and white indie kind of tight, just whatever, right? Yeah. Um, go have go go style on it. Yeah. Yeah, it works for me. I'm interested in that. Now the detective one, that's something that we don't we haven't really We haven't done an intrigue. Yeah, we haven't done that kind one. of stuff. Not so really. That's that's pretty cool to talk about. Yeah. So we could probably bring that up in one of the later editions of Talking Upstream. Um, and then turn this into a weird little trilogy yeah. or something. Alright, what else do you think that needs to get elaborated on? I think so we got brain jaunts, evil syndication. I, I really want to get the the conversation between him and his partner down. The before? Yeah. Is there a scene before? I think so. Okay. So we're not going to wake up. I don't think it needs to be long, but I think maybe as he's preparing dinner the night before, he's on the phone yeah. and it's very clearly a tense conversation. And this is the, we'll, we'll, let's just pick this up tomorrow. Because that's the push for... What would Kevin be the bad guy in that is semi-similar in situation to being forcibly body-swapped for a horrific task? Well, I mean, I think that if if Kevin's not really letting his partner do his thing for whatever reason, uh, and then maybe it's a, for a selfish reason, yeah. that would be just like a petty little squabble. Sure. Which is what this seems like. It yeah. seems like Peter wants to do something that is somewhere else, so far anyway, from what yeah. we just made up. And Kevin doesn't want to go for whatever reason. Yeah. And then it seems like the crux of this is, I don't need to be here. Let's go do it. Let's just live our life. Peter was like, Peter's going for an interview and apartment hunting, and Kevin did not go with him. No. But I'm going to say Peter has a way better job than Kevin. Yes. And yeah. I'm going to say Peter is doing like, he's like a museum curator or something. Okay. Like something really cool. Something where you would have to be in the area you worked. And you would need to, yeah, transfer yeah. And, and up your life. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's pretty cool. Um, and that gives Peter and Kevin some story that is outside of this. And for okay. some reason, petty-ass Kevin uh, doesn't want to go, <laughs> doesn't want yeah. to go with Peter. He's comfortable. Yeah. Uh, we can which probably a, give him... Which is a through line on a lot of stuff we do. Yeah. And we can give him some mediocre job like say he works at a dispensary in Colorado or sure. something uh, which is like a whatever um, I mean it's a great job I'm going to talk about that you just don't need to you know do anything um, what else do yeah. we want to so we've talked a lot about expanding this beyond into other stuff do sure. we want to talk a little bit about like where we could see this going okay so let's just say that if we did want to take this in the second route which we've already discussed which is a noir I want I want to explore this concept at yeah. least no I, I like the idea of a crime syndication forcing this on people yeah because it is it's one of the worst crimes I mean it, it is you know it, it's human trafficking in the weird it's almost like mental trafficking yeah which is a, a dangerous and, and terrifying thing yeah. which people don't really go into very much so i like this world setting so let's just say that it was the detective right the detective is now if, if we want to do a second one yeah let's say the detective picks up talking to this man talking to the the body or the the tool body the tool the, body the used body yeah we're gonna call him maynard maynard he's a, he's a tool Ooh, all right Are you a Tool fan? Not really. Oh. Mostly due to lack of exposure more than anything else. Maynard is the lead singer. Okay. Um, Peter Maynard? No, Maynard. That's his first name. John Maynard? No, no. Uh, once again, Maynard is his first name. Okay. If you say so. 
Now that I'm saying it, it doesn't sound like a real name anymore. No. Anyway, so we're going to pick up with a detective. Yeah. Who is now talking to Maynard. Yeah. And Maynard is being like, no, no, no. I was trapped in a basement. And he's like, Look. Maynard just straight up tells them everything. Yeah. I was yeah. trapped in a basement. I don't know. And he's like, listen, we know you're there. We have surveillance videos. We have this. We have a Five Guys receipt. You were obviously yeah. there. We have. We a, found you there. Yeah, we found a person that gave you a ride to there. And he's like, S your fingerprints are inside there. Yeah. There's blood on your body, bro. Like, you're caught. And he's like, I didn't do this. We caught you immediately after you did it. But wait, so if. Okay, so if yeah. Kevin is in. If Kevin is in Maynard's body, yeah. and then Kevin goes back, and now Maynard is bad, Kevin goes in. So. That, that means that Maynard was this before. No. Yes. That means Maynard was yes. the Kevin before. Yeah. Cool. So Doesn't necessarily have to be the same crime. No. Maynard could have been used for a much more Yeah. But he could key. go into, no, no, here's what happened. Like, I was in a different body, and then they made me steal this car yeah. and drive it into a bank, and then I passed out. Mm -hmm. And I woke up, and I was like, I'm done with this, blah, blah. And yeah. So I like all that. So Then I wake up in this tiny dude's body, and I'm strapped to a chair, and they have a cleaver there, mm -hmm. and I sit there for about an hour... And I get, wake up and I'm covered in this guy's blood. I didn't do it. Cops are handcuffing me. What? You know, then yeah. it turns on a weird Perry Mason thing. I haven't watched it yet. Me neither. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's an older show. Yeah. You know who Perry Mason is. He's a detective. Uh, yes. He wears a coat and a hat. Oh, now you know who Perry Mason pictures. is? Ugh. Coat and hat and pictures, huh? Coat, hat, pictures. <laughs> you know it. All right. So what would you say a quick story of this detective would be, though? Because he needs to find out about them. Which means they need to have a name, like I said. Yeah. And it needs to be something cool. Like, sight or something. Like the foot, but not. Like. Or the hand, but not. Radical swappers. No. You said cool. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh. Radical. Not that cool. Oh, not that cool. Oh, way more modern cool. Oh. Uh, we're the radical swappers and we're here to should it be an, take over. Should it be an acronym? Should It, it could be. What are you thinking? Swap. No. <laughs> Wait, which is what? The the, the syndic syndication? Worldwide? I don't like swap. <laughs> swapping. You're adding more with letters? Swapping with a person. Swap. <laughs> no. That is, no. A, that is a bad. Oh, man. That is a bad syndication. You ever, you ever seen when. Uh, ro uh, Wiley E. Coyote is trying to build the bridge as it's collapsing behind him. That's oh, yeah. what I felt like right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I should give you a hand or something. Um, I th okay, so we definitely, need to, we definitely need to work on a, on a name oh, yeah, for them. Oh, that's the World Health Organization. It's <laughs> also a pretty okay band. One that Nick probably has never heard of. Um, Dude's a robot. Dude is a robot. <clears throat> Where else do you think this detective's going? So the detective's got to find that out. The marriage comedy, I think that that's, if we wanted to go into, like, the third one of those, I think that that should be a parallel timeline to yeah. the detective one. That way it kind of all unravels We're, at the same time. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. I don't think it should go on much further past. Yeah. I think this detective should be the one who brings it down. Yeah. I think the marriage cool. comedy, the they get swapped, or one of them gets swapped or something, and they find him, and they're just, like, immediately like, hey, this is going on right now. Yeah. But, ironically, one of the two people getting married was already talking to the detective about a different sure. crazy thing about their friend being murdered in the woods okay. or something. 
Um, <laughs> and how their employee sees them or whatever. What are you thinking? What's a cool detective name? Sam. Done. No, we can't. Been done. We can't, I know what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Detective... L Leopold. Alright. Detective... F Frankwell. Frankwell? <laughs> Is that one name or two names? It's his last name. Detective Frankwell? Yeah. I don't know that's a real name. So? What about... What's well, gonna be a real name? We're making up a shadow organization. Max Cool Guy. Matt, no. Detective How about cool Max Guy. Detective Cool Guy. Detective Cool Guy. <laughs> cool Guy. <clears throat> it was Polish. It was changed when we came over. Cash Dollar. No. It's a real name. So? I'm just saying. Uh, I wonder if he's still alive. I don't know if he's still alive. This is going to be, uh, what, what, what's the act or the short firm for detective? Is it DT? D-E-T? D-E-T? I think so. Oh, yeah. So we're going to have detective, detective. D-E-T. Yeah. Capital D. M Martin? No. Detective Claymore. John Claymore. Jack Claymore. Jack Claymore. You're a loose cannon, Claymore. I know. Oh, well. Give That's me why you keep me around, but also why my insurance premiums are so high. <laughs> <laughs> give me my badge back. <laughs> <laughs> give me my badge and my gun. <laughs> That's a, di a different idea. I'm going to come with that yeah. next week. Give me my badge. <laughs> give me my, my badge back. and my gun. <laughs> Detective Jack Claymore is on the mission. Uh, so we probably got to put him in there somewhere just so that... Oh, so he's, this one? he's like the guy LaPointe to... Oh, you don't know that reference yet. Uh, in what? Yoga Hosers oh, and no. Tusk. You haven't seen those oh, yet. Oh, is, is there a unifying police character in those? Yeah. Kevin Smith likes to do the universal yeah. things. Yeah. But so in Tusk, Johnny Depp plays a character that is a Canadian okay. detective, but does not get credited as Johnny Depp. Which is really funny. I bet he's very subdued and, and casual in that role. You are aggressively wrong. <laughs> uh, hey! <laughs> Sorry about that. I see the light. <laughs> uh. Open up your eyes. All right. <laughs> wow, I really jumped on that one. Yeah, you did. She actually scared her. Man. <clears throat> um, so I'm seeing the detective... Because if there's a rash of crimes in this area, yeah, in crime which rash. the person committing the crime actively has no memory of doing it, I would imagine this organization would also have some sort of failsafe against them telling people what happened. Otherwise, you get three or four, three to you start getting three people claiming they were body swapped. Yeah. And they don't remember doing it. Eventually, that's going to get looked into. Sure. I have a feeling they would have some sort of failsafe. Well, there's probably cops on the take. You think so? Yeah. Hiding stuff. I feel like <clears throat> through this tech, they can probably have some sort of like oh, just post hypnotic thing, maybe. Oh. Or. Well, maybe they're just more tech heavy. And they can like. Yeah. Just. Just straight up, just cover just it up. Shuffle the evidence away. Well, I mean, you don't really need much evidence. You have a person that's doing the crimes. And say he's saying, I was body swapped. And That's day, true. I don't believe you. <laughs> no, you weren't. You sound crazy. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's body swapping is not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
What about this company's called The Point? The Point? Yeah. The evil organization, The Point. What's The Point? <laughs> you get it. <laughs> Why The Point? Just out of curiosity. Well, I, I like... I like evil names that yeah. are very clear and concise, yeah. but also, like, uh, we were, uh, not we were watching, but I think both of us at some different times were watching, like, a Justice League show, mm-hmm. and the main bad guy in there is called The Light. And okay. I think it's cool because, like, they're trying to tell people that, you know, we're doing this for the good, yeah. this is for The Light, you know, but it's actually a bad thing. Um, it doesn't need to be that. I just feel that it's got to be, like, a really cool name. It should be monosyllabic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything really. No, I see that. I, I had, you like acronyms though, right? I guess. Yeah. I had kind of gone into this with the idea that you don't learn a lot about them. But if we're gonna have a detective, if we're gonna have a detective, then he needs to be able to refer to them as something. We're expanding. Is like we have we yeah. keep having traces of this one shady organization <sighs> called the 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 hat. the hat the mat. It's like mine something. Maybe the it. well, we'll get that. Ego. Ooh, that's not bad. Maybe. Okay. I think that's pretty much it. I think that we're down to... Detective Javier Maxwell is what Marcus said. Whoa. That's a name. That is way better than Jack. Or Javiera. Either or. Javier Maxwell? Javier Maxwell. God, what a good name. Wow. All right. You should be doing this show, Mark. Yeah, for real. We should just have him on here. Can Mark just try co-host with us <laughs> okay i think that's pretty much it i think we're gonna really start working on this pretty good yeah do you want to send us out yeah so uh hello everyone or goodbye everyone or, yeah. uh you've been watching talking upstream if you are unfortunately just tuning in uh my name is dylan this is rewind Zach. rewind yes uh we are some nobodies that's the name of our group that we run here um talking upstream 90 minute writer's room you could watch us do this this is episode eight? Yeah. Eight times now, taking an idea from base one sentence description to what you're seeing on the board here where it's a completed story with beats and characters and sometimes settings, sometimes mm-hmm. production notes. Um, we appreciate IBM TV giving us a platform for which we could do this. We appreciate you for watching this no matter when you do. Uh, I think those are all the appreciations we have. We do have so some Patreons. Fun. We do have some Patreons we can yeah. shout out for. Yeah. So, so we, we appreciate you, Scott Curtis, for supporting us. And Tanya Sheck. And Sarah Tkachik. Yeah. And Podroom also. Yeah. If you're listening to podcasts and you want to converse with people like us or people that like certain podcasts, go on Podroom. That's cool. Yeah. But if not, thank you guys very much. We appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Thank you.